and answers off the brand new science.org.au website called the science of immunization. So the questions are, we're going to talk about are what is immunization, what is a vaccine, who benefits from a vaccine, are the vaccines safe and what does the future hold for vaccination. So what is immunization? The purpose of immunization is to prevent people from acquiring infectious diseases and to protect them against the short and longer term complications. Immunization describes the process whereby people are protected against an infection. The vaccine refers to the material used for immunization, while vaccination refers to the act of giving vaccine to a person. They work by stimulating the body's defense mechanisms against an infection, helping the immune system detect and destroy the infection when it's encountered in the future, and doing that without developing significant symptoms or complications of disease. What's in a vaccine? Vaccines generally contain two main types of ingredients. Antigens, which are designed to cause the immune system to produce the specific immune response, and adjuvants, which amplify the body's immune response. So who benefits from vaccines? In the short term, immunization protects individuals but it also may have long-term protective effects from cancer and other chronic conditions. Another important principle is it also benefits the entire community. This is called herd immunity. When a significant proportion of individuals in the community have become immune, people who are still susceptible to the disease are less likely to come in contact with someone who's carrying the infectious agent. Are vaccines safe? Vaccines, like all other meds, can have side effects. The vaccines in current use in Australia provide benefits that greatly outweigh their risks. The great majority of reactions after vaccination are minor, and some adverse events coincide with vaccination but are not caused by the vaccine. Serious side effects from vaccines are extremely rare. And how are vaccines shown to be safe? Safety research and testing is an essential part of vaccine development and manufacture. Before they're made available, clinical trials with increasing numbers of participants are required to study safety. After the vaccines are introduced into the community, safety monitoring continues. And what does the future hold for vaccinations? In recent decades, vaccine technology has greatly improved, resulting in the production of better and safer vaccines against a broad range of infectious diseases. The future of vaccination includes extending the use of existing vaccines, developing new technologies to deliver vaccines, and generating new vaccines. Is it better to get the disease than be vaccinated? No, it's not better to get the disease than be vaccinated. The benefits far outweigh those of infection with the pathogens. The rates of complications of infection are much higher and more severe. For example, 1 in 15 patients with diphtheria die from the disease. 
whereas serious side effects from diphtheria vaccine are very rare. Approximately 1 in 4 patients with Hep B will die from cirrhosis of the liver, and the risk is reduced to almost zero with Hep B vaccination. Can immunizations make the immune system react against its own tissues? Well, the immune system is designed to protect us from infection without causing damage to our own bodies. Um, however, sometimes the immune system does target the cells and tissues of our body, resulting in what are termed autoimmune diseases such as MS and type 1 diabetes. There's no credible scientific evidence to suggest that vaccine in current use can cause these particular autoimmune diseases. In addition, the vast majority of people who do, do develop autoimmune diseases have no recent history of being vaccinated. Do vaccines contain preservatives? Preservatives such as thiamersal and boric acid are chemicals designed to prevent the growth of bacteria in vaccine preparations. In practice, these preservatives are no longer needed in vaccines given in Australia as now produced in single-use sealed vials. The only exception is when multi-dose vials are used during an influenza pandemic as an emergency measure or for mass vaccinations. In the past, preservatives such as thiomersal were added to vaccines. However, the quantity was very small and the total amount received by a fully vaccinated person was minuscule. And these tiny amounts have never been shown to be harmful. I've heard that vaccines contain DNA. Should I be worried? Well, because most vaccine antigens are prepared from whole organisms, uh, most of them are going to contain DNA or RNA, the amount is minuscule, much less than the amount we eat in our food every day. There are vaccines based on living pathogens that contain that organism's genetic information, which is necessary for the vaccine to work. However, the DNA or RNA in the pathogen does not persist or lead to long-term detrimental effects in the vaccinated person. Why are some vaccines given with caution to people with egg allergy? So egg allergy is a recognised clinical problem, particularly in children. Some vaccines, such as influenza or MMR, contain antigens from viruses grown in eggs or on chick cells, and therefore may contain some egg proteins. However, the newer MMR vaccines contain so little egg protein, it is now conclusively considered to be safe to give them even to someone who is already been sensitive to egg protein. The seasonal influenza vaccines available contain minimal amounts of egg protein and can be used in most egg-sensitive children. The viruses and two other frequently used vaccines, for Q fever and yellow fever, are also grown in eggs. And specialist advice should be sought if either of these vaccines is needed for a person with severe egg allergy. Are reductions in infections due to better health and hygiene rather than vaccination? Yes and no. Improvements in healthcare, such as the widespread availability of antibiotics and better overall medical support systems, have reduced deaths from all diseases. However, the additional impact of vaccines themselves on infectious diseases is dramatically illustrated by the disappearance or near disappearance in Australia of deaths from diphtheria, pertussis, tetanus, polio and measles and more recently from Haemophilus influenza type B and meningococcal type C. In the case of diphtheria, the death rate fell after the topsoid vaccine became available. In the case of diseases such as pertussis, tetanus and measles, although there was some evidence of a decline in death rates before the relevant vaccines were available, 
the degree decreases in de disease and death rates were much greater after the introduction of the respective vaccines. In contrast, improvement in hygiene in the absence of vaccination did have significant adverse impact on the incidence of polio. By lessening the chance of exposure of young people to the polio virus, the initial effect of improved hygiene was a steady increase in deaths. This is because paralysis and death were more common amongst older people who had not been exposed to polio during childhood. After the vaccine became available in Australia in the mid-1950s, the disease almost disappeared. Does the MMR cause autism? Uh, there is no evidence of this. The most medical conditions with unknown causes have been incorrectly linked to particular vaccines. The most prominent example is the claimed link between MMR vaccine and autism, a disease whose first clinical signs commonly occur in the second year of life, which is a time at which the MMR vaccine is usually given. The original suggestion that the MMR vaccine might be linked to autism was made in 1998, when a research group proposed that the attenuated live measles virus in the vaccine infected the intestine. The leader of the research group claimed that this led to inflammation that resulted in lower absorption of nutrients needed for normal brain development, the outcome being developmental disorders such as autism. Many comprehensive studies have subsequently ruled out this suggested link by showing conclusively the rates of autism are the same amongst children who have and haven't been vaccinated. Ultimately, the original report was shown to be fraudulent and was retracted by the medical journal that published it. Similarly, any link between thiamersal, which was previously used in minute quantities in vaccines and autism, has also been excluded. Is vaccination during pregnancy safe? And if so, for what diseases? It's safe to give inactivated vaccines in pregnancy. The rates of side effects among pregnant women are similar to those in the general population. and No link has been established between vaccination with inactivated vaccines in pregnancy and birth defects. The use of inactivated vaccines in pregnancy is particularly desirable for infections such as influenza that might affect pregnant women or their babies more frequently and severely than the general population. This is because vaccination during pregnancy not only protects the mother against infection but also provides protection to the unborn baby as a result of the transfer of maternal antibodies. Live attenuated vaccines such as MMR or varicella are not recommended during pregnancy as the live viruses could in theory be transmitted from pregnant mother to the fetus. However, there's no evidence of an increased incidence of birth defects in children whose mothers inadvertently received live attenuated vaccines while pregnant. Do vaccines cause autoimmune diseases? Over the past 30 years, the number of people who develop autoimmune diseases has been increasing, particularly in societies where rates of infectious disease have declined. This has raised the question of whether the vaccine use is contributing to the reported rise in certain autoimmune disorders. With the exception of the two rare diseases mentioned below, the answer is no. This conclusion is based on stringent monitoring procedures put in place for detecting side effects of vaccination. The first exception is a small increase in risk of developing the rare condition known as idiopathic thrombocytopenic purpura, which has been reported after the MMR vaccine. 
In this condition, there's a short-term reduction in the number of small blood cells called platelets, which can lead to an increased risk of bleeding. However, the risk of developing this disorder associated with measles infection is more than 10 times greater than associated with the vaccine. The other exception is Guillain-Barre syndrome with flu vax. But again, the risk of developing the disease after influenza vaccination is much lower than the actual, actual vaccination. Do vaccines cause allergic diseases? Like autoimmune diseases, allergic diseases such as asthma have become more common in the developed world over the past 30 years. However, there's no significant evidence that vaccines cause allergic diseases. The question asked is whether vaccines can precipitate attacks of serious allergic reactions in susceptible children or adults. Overall, the rate of severe allergic reactions following vaccinations is extremely low, between 0.02 and 4.52 per 100,000 doses. Nevertheless, precautions should always be taken by people with a past history of reaction to a specific vaccine, strong family history of allergic disease. Injectable vaccines used in Australia do not contain detectable amounts of antibiotics such as penicillin or sulfonamides, to which some people may be allergic. The Hep B vaccine is grown in yeast. Although there have been isolated reports of possible severe allergic reactions to this vaccine, supporting evidence is incomplete and the benefits of receiving the vaccine far outweigh the risks associated with the infection.